Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Monday. It's 545. This is the Morning Sickness. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady Bogan. Brett Fessley. Big Dick Toledo. uh, Ready for action. On a glorious Monday after uh, some of you got just drenched, others got zero. Uh, I'm just covered in mosquito bites because there's so much standing water in the area. I got no rain at all. Again, I think my house is cursed to be rain-free forever. I get all excited. I go turn the sprinklers off. We have free water weekend. Nothing. Zero. I went to go uh, bike riding and I rode about 300 feet from my house and it's pouring. I'm like, well, they're getting rain. Go home. I'm like, it's coming. Here we go. Right by me. Not a drop. Man. Son of a so-and-so. But anyway, what kind of kind of loops around your neighborhood. Goes, bounces right off the whatever in the mountain and goes right around me. The mountain gets drenched. There's floods. I'm like, what's going on? But whatever I've done, it's dry. It's what I do to women. It's what I do to weather. I'll dry the area out in a heartbeat. It's me. Uh, anyway, so hopefully you're all safe and not don't have collapsed power lines or trees in your trailer this morning. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed. The perfect storm weekend. Yeah, yeah Ty Brenneman's uh, Channel 10 News was definitely telling us to buckle down earlier. But I'll tell you this. Don't be a f- You can go out in this stuff. There's nothing to it. <laughs> I gotta tell you, cowboy. There's a deep, rainy drive by Castellanos coming your way. Nothing. Thanks, Ty Brenneman. I think it uh, stayed up all in flag and basket. I don't even know where it was. It wasn't at my house, that's for sure. So anyway, I know if I'm complaining about none, some guy's sitting there still drenched, bucketing out water from his trailer. So it's not uh, – I know everybody didn't experience that. So you'd probably be lucky to have nothing. Uh, watched the Cardinals yesterday. i got to say, finally, in uh, the entire time that I have uh, lived here, which uh, has been longer than the Cardinals have been here, uh, 
they did something that I've been clamoring for forever, which is get rid of those ugly-ass white helmets and put the black helmet uh, with the red bird on it, and it looked awesome. That helmet is cool. They just went from, without question, in my mind, yes, I know the Bengals exist, the worst helmet in football, all the way up to one of the top fives. That was cool last night. That looked great. And uh, unfortunately, the Cardinals aren't taking the season seriously or anything at all. Uh, Kyler Murray's got a uh, seven-inch afro, so now he's six-one all of a sudden. <laughs> but uh, they let him call plays in the third quarter, and they're goofing around. Like, meanwhile, you got a team across the field in the Baltimore Ravens, who I can't stand. But you got to tip your cap to the winning culture that they've created there in their twenty-five-year existence, and uh, they're not going to let Lamar Jackson or. Huntley or anybody else that go, why don't you do Jim or uh, John Harbaugh's job for a little bit? It's adorable. It's take your kid to work day. Nobody wants that. Cliff Kingsbury can't look at Kyler Murray and go, hey, call a few of these plays while I go bang my hot Polish girlfriend. That had to be it. But there was Kyler Murray calling plays because he's been shaking off Cliff. So it's like a little Real Housewives of uh, Arizona Cardinals thing. It's Harbaugh the, was just telling Lamar to keep doing neck exercises with that necklace. Yeah, whatever he had on yesterday, which is also annoying. But he just got a contract offer that made Kyler Murray the the little one again. It's tiny, and it's going to be all guaranteed at like $240 million, oh. which is crazy. Good. Strap your hopes and dreams to that guy. He can't pass. I love every second of it. The, the NFL wants him to be better than he is. Steve Young said he has the potential to be the greatest player in the history of football. Uh, except for the Ravens don't have a passing attack for him. Like, he can't throw the ball. In clutch situations, that's what you do. You you make Lamar beat you with his arm. Now he's heavier. Anyway. But they've won 22 straight preseason games. Huge record. Okay. It's a record that's stupid. I know. But they never lose. Their culture is, I don't care what we're doing and when we're doing We're winning it. this game. We're winning. We're going to beat you. I don't care who you are. Yeah, and we're not going to sit and have our players call in plays Everybody's got a job. Everybody stays in a lane. I mean, how serious would you take it if you're a fourth-string guy trying to make the team on offense and on the sideline your coach and your quarterback are goofing around? I, I don't know how Cardinal fans – and also right. – and you're thing, on the bubble. You, you yeah, potentially get cut. You're on the bubble, and Kyler Murray's like, let's do an end-around for fun. And you're like, okay, the blocking has to be right on the – I mean, it's dumb. To have Kyler Murray calling any plays. And I know he had a small group to call from and everything. It's just stupid. Just You look at him and you go, Kyler, sit down and shut up about calling plays. I'm not going to let you do it as some sort of a gimmick. or It's dumb. And there's a team across from us right now that has the blueprint on how you get things done. And it's no nonsense. I hate the Ravens, but they are no nonsense. They get it done. They win every time they hit the field. Uh, barring like you know horrible injury year that they had last year or a couple years ago, that ended up getting them great players. Stupid, but so the Cardinals will walk into the season with a wink and a smile, thinking about how cool they can be with their awesome beard and their incredible Instagram influencer chicks, and walk out trophy free once again. The only trophy they've got is standing in Cliff Kingsbury's backyard doing pictures of herself. He's okay with that, and he seems fine with it. So another thing, the NFL should never, ever, 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 ever charge anyone for a preseason game. I don't know how they get away with that. That should be a free-for-all for the stadium. It should be a first-come, first-serve. Anybody who wants in can get them. It shouldn't, shouldn't be detached to uh, season tickets well, unless you Five or $10 tickets, whatever. Tops. Just, you, just, you do like the wood for uh, a concert that, you know, the band is just rehearsing. 
They're not yeah. going to charge it. They say food and drink. Pay. You're going to buy drinks. The club will be fine. We're just we're working on some stuff. I went to a Howie Mandel show once, and uh, it was uh, like a one-off. He just showed up out of nowhere. And a girl I know was like, I got tickets to go see Howie Mandel. And this was 25 years ago. Howie Mandel was kind of like, oh, my God, that would be pretty cool to see. You go to see him, and he's reading out of a notebook the whole time. It's like I'm working on this stuff. So he's got a notebook in his hand. He's reading it, and he looks up like, is that – Eh, going to cut that oh, one. Oh, you guys are here. Yeah, he's working on some stuff. And I'm like, you you charged people 30 bucks to work on your material? No. I'm not here to watch you rehearse. I, it wouldn't be bad. I know it upset you that Kyler Murray was calling the plays, but to yeah. do a promotion during the uh, Let us do training, it. Yeah. yeah. Bring a, pick a fan. Come on yeah. down. Fans, come on down. Anyone taller than Kyler Murray gets to call the next series. <laughs> oh, my God. There's 30,000 of them. Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. So, but. Sir and Ma'am Papadopoulos gave him uh, gave him permission to call the plays yesterday. Well, or it what? is it is sort of funny that he's the smallest, most childlike one on the field, and there he is doing you know take your son to work day. The last thing I ever liked was when somebody would bring their kid to work and then they'd let him touch the stuff. Like, no, get it home, get, take it home where it belongs. That's what it looked like with Kyler and Cliff. But you know, especially because you got blanked in the first quarter. Which is the you know, the one you're supposed to be most serious about in the preseason is your first quarters. Your guys who are are going to play, they're working stuff out, and they didn't start Kyler, and they had a couple guys sitting. But still, that's when you're serious, and you got zeroed out. So now it's like you know what? We need to be serious about our third stringers too. Let's not let Kyler call the plays. I thought it was stupid. Everybody else that's kind of on the other side of that says, uh, well, it gives them a perspective of calling plays. It's different than. And so he realizes what the plays are. So too. basically, it was Cliff Kingsbury being passive aggressive, saying, Oh, you don't like my play calling? You do it. And he folded his arms. The other thing, he got credit for uh, hours of studying by calling that out. <laughs> Maybe he knew the day. plays. And he, yeah, so that he got extra time extra on the play got, yeah, got extra credit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Why, don't, yeah. Why don't you just let me do it with the, uh, with the PlayStation buttons? But uh, anyway, those helmets, I'll tell you that. Outside of everything else, the Cardinals' image is cool as F. That, that was a badass helmet. So Cardinal fans, I would uh, grab that merch all day long because that, that white helmet with that thing looked like things we used to draw on white helmets. It was all on tradition. That's all that what was. What tradition? They were failures for 100 years. What they years. thought was tradition. Their, I know. their tradition sucked. Forever, the, the, you want to change your tradition when your tradition is losing. And then the big change was the to make the bird angry. Yeah, arr, arr, point him down more. <laughs> it worked. They got a little better. But just yeah, that helmet was awesome. Those the, they've had the worst helmets in football. The Bengals are bad. Uh, the Jags when they had that double color golden black thing was pretty bad. But this this Cardinal thing I think has been the most generic, boring, ugly helmet. White with a sticker on it. Like, high schools have better gear than that. But they stepped it up. Those were awesome. And that's it. That's all this team cares about anyway is what their image is. You know, how people perceive them on their clothes. Is Cliff Kingsbury in a pair of short pants? You know, they'll only go down pet. Yeah, I wear my, my cool-ass trousers down just above my ankle because that's the fashion. My girlfriend laid this out for me last night. Pretty sweet, right? You guys realize you lost pretty bad, and you let the players do a lot of the play. Yeah, I don't care. I look sharp on TV. I saw myself on the big screen a couple of times. Whoa. <laughs> uh, that's pretty awesome stuff. Any questions about how I look? No, we have questions about the game. I don't care about that. Ask Kyler. Kyler knows all about the play calling. I was 
I was, you guys are lucky. I didn't just start jerking it. I was looking at pictures of my chick who's in the backyard right now, Instagram influencing the world. It's preseason. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Why take anything seriously when you've been so great for so long? You don't have any question marks on that team. You don't have anything. The Cardinals, and I'm not even a Cardinal fan. I was upset at it. If I was a Cardinal fan, I'd have been throwing stuff at the TV. Mike, if Mike Tomlin ever let Kenny Pickett call a few plays, I'd be like, all right, he's lost it. He doesn't care anymore. It's just, he, he, he's got a job to do too. He's got to understand what happens if Kyler gets hurt. And, you know, Colt McCoy gets hurt and you're standing there with your third string quarterback and you haven't done much work with him because, you know, Kyler called those plays. When are we going to need this guy? Dummy. That was stupid. So enjoy not taking another thing seriously so you can have your image look great. I like to keep it fun around here. You know, I've got a little leaguer for a starting quarterback, so <laughs> it's pretty cool to have the kids. I've been watching a lot of Little League World Series and these kids, these kids like to play. Stupid. Also, uh, the Phoenix Mercury. We want to get in a sports thing. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. No one will ever say anything bad about the Mercury. Even the dirty, They lost by 37 points in their last game, and all they kept saying was, wow, what an effort by the Mercury. Now, here's the thing. They blamed Brittany Griner for the loss. Like, if she's not here. They've been through so much. Diana Taurasi's hurt. And then in the playoffs, one of their star players, uh, Skylar Diggins-Smith, didn't come to the game for personal reasons. I don't know what that is, but it's the playoffs. It's the, you're done. I'm just not coming. I got, I got, I got errands. I don't know what it was. It might have been very serious. It might have, but personal reasons isn't enough in a man. Again, she could be justified, but in the NFL, in the NBA, anything else, if Chris Paul doesn't show up to the last game and all he says is personal reasons, every sports show goes crazy about. You know, he's a letdown. He let his team down. He get all the way to the playoffs in this tough season, and the stars don't show up for – it could be a death in the family. It could be something else. But personal reasons, I don't even know what that means. Maybe she was a five that day. Yeah, she could have been five, and that's what I thought. Maybe she's pregnant. I don't know. Well, come on. It could, well, it could happen. But still. Sure. Which would make you more upset that they, they didn't jump on it. Yeah. Well, no one cares. The equality that they're begging for doesn't exist because you can't question anything anything about that league and go well where is she it's personal reasons leave her alone i'm like no because if this was if this was my team if this is the suns and devin booker just doesn't show up look at da and uh monty had an argument and they went insane about how you know ayton's it's too per he's not he's letting his team down this and that and all they did was have a bicker fest in a game that was already 30 points over the Mercury got blasted as hard as the Suns did out of the playoffs, and nobody's saying anything except, well, how could they possibly have done well? They Brittany is still in – this team shouldn't even be there. No, they shouldn't. They were six games under five hundred too. That's why I, I want an and ESPN it's show. And for uh, Brady, his is you know, like, you know, he says it's personal reason, but, you know, he's been pre-season. in the league so long. Yeah. Everybody knows Tom Brady's going to show up. Three, right. If Tom Brady didn't show up for a playoff game and just said personal reasons – 
It's kind of personal. You'd, you'd be like, what is going on? People would want to know why he's bailing on the team. It's an Antonio Brown thing. He just left the team. Brett Favre played on the day his dad died, threw four touchdowns, crying the entire time. Then his wife got diagnosed with cancer, and he went out there and played. I think he did better every time. I think his family started to just give him bad news in the locker room, and a guy would go out and you lace him up. Sorry, pro athlete girl. I don't know what your personal reasons are, but it better be better than personal reasons if your team's in the playoffs and you just don't show up. Oh, it's very – and it could be terrible, but you got to let people know. LeBron James couldn't do it, you know. No NBA player could get away with that. Couldn't do it. He's got a personal problem. It's the twisties. It's the same thing as the Olympics. Like, she just didn't show up. No, she's got stuff going on. So they're basically going to blame the season on, on Britain. They already did. Okay. And they were, like, poetic about it. It was like Louisa May Alcott wrote the prologue to the, the – oh, the team is just – they're down 30 points. They got drubbed by a better team. Nobody said a bad thing about how they played. Or Did they else. get them in I the playoffs because they thought maybe it'd get more coverage? Because this is the, uh, the Brittany Griner yeah. team. And they were like 14 and 22 in their playoff team. I have no idea how it happened. I got to stop watching The other team that, that was supposed to go, personal reasons, they couldn't play yeah. in the playoffs. That's right. Oh, maybe that was it. Maybe they, uh, the, the Mercury were like a nine seed out of the 10 teams. Uh, the other First team's like, alternate. hey, we got a lot going on. Do you guys mind taking our place? If they want equality, they have to have a show that bashes them for... And plus, here's another thing about the WNBA. We got us a conditioning problem. I'm watching a lot of the games for the playoffs just because if I'm going to bash them so much, I want to know what I'm talking about. If this was the NBA and you had that many fat people on the floor, people would be... Like, Stephen A. Smith would be losing his mind. Everybody would be losing their minds. Nobody says anything about the big girl that can't make it up and down the court. They don't ever talk about it. I don't get it. But they're all over. Oh, man, if you showed up to Camp Chubby. Look at Zion. Zion Williamson is just a joke because he's so fat. And he's not that fat. He's just bigger than he needs to be. And like, There's a girl on uh, one of the teams I was watching. I don't remember which one it was. Dallas. Just loafing back and forth at the half-court stripe because the, the, the WNBA game, hear what I say here, the WNBA game is zipping past her too fast. You're a snail if that game's too fast for you. But she's. But if she can get point three, point two on some <laughs> she's on the all rookie team, yeah, they'll put her on the all star team. All you need fractions of points get you awards. I love watch, I love hate watching the WNBA. Absolutely love it. They don't have a bad thing to say. A girl took a shot and it hit the side of the backboard hard, and she was about ten feet away. It was fairly wide open. Not a lot of defense on it. Clanks it off the side, and the lady goes, "That one's just off the mark." I'm like, the mark? It didn't hit the front. I can throw it from the crowd back in and do what she just did. You get a point for smashing the side of the backboard? Because then there'd be a thousand points a game. It's it's, uh, 100% homers on both sides, no matter what. Well, yeah, and they're homers I mean, for the you visitors. That, like, you notice that on the preseason games, yeah. oh. if it's a local broadcast. Yeah, they're all they're are. Doing... Well, they're local, and they're not normally doing it. Yeah. So it's guys just, you know, almost goofing around. They don't take that thing seriously <laughs> at all. But, uh, yeah, I, WNBA playoffs. The Mercury are out of it. So, sorry, no parade this year for no one that wanted to go to that. It was awesome. That was the best, was the best of five, or what is, what is the? I think it's the best of three. Oh, okay. And the aces. They hit 21 three-pointers. I mean, that's how bad it was. The aces were just chucking the ball up like, are you guys even a 
you're a team? Like, this is a joke. When you hit, when you break a record for three pointer shot in a WNBA game, that means the team across from you is not even there. You're, you're at shoot around. <laughs> Clobbered him. I just found out the personal reasons for missing the game is a. Uh... Couldn't get her deposit back from the Expedia trip. Didn't buy trip insurance. <laughs> oh, no, not so she that. she had to take the trip. Yeah, it's a big thing. So, yeah. Well, she didn't plan on being there when they're 14 and 22. Who's going to make the playoffs We're not this going rate. to the playoffs. I got a trip planned. So, you're right. Maybe she had a, a thing to go. She had to go to, like, Fort Myers or something like that. Can't get a refund. And, of course, the Brittany Griner thing gets more interesting that Dennis Rodman now has flown himself over there. To- Unbelievable. Is he, has he left? I don't know. No, he's he says he's going this week. <laughs> Going to head out Wednesday. And, and he's got the approval. Well, I okay. kept seeing his approval, but then the White House is discouraging it, is what they're saying. Of course they yeah. are. So, I mean, who gave him yeah, the look, approval? Anytime Dennis Rodman says, I'm going to dot, 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 the White House should discourage it, even if it's like I'm going to Safeway. They said you have to get approval from the uh, the country that you're going to. Boom, boom, approved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's Russian oh, approved from mighty Mos- fast. Moscow. Yeah, they're going to put him in a stamp. cell next to her. <laughs> And then uh, the only thing they can say is we discourage, we highly discourage him going. <laughs> I haven't done Dennis Rodman as an impression for about four years. I'll work on that. We'll have him in the squares Friday for sure. Because that to, story, yeah. that story is going to be monstrous. It's going to be humongous. And if he brings her, watch back. him get her out. Yeah, oh, exactly. He will too. That'll be the because anything That's why they don't want to anything do. to embarrass the American government. They know Dennis Rodman is a. A tapestry of crazy. Putin's the right guy. <laughs> he's not. He's not. They, don't you start trying that impression. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Have some, if I've got some decorum with it, you should. The, Couldn't uh, help yeah, it. <laughs> you can. Just calm yourself down because that one's not easy. You're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to encourage you. No, 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 no. See, I know better. Right now it's not there. <laughs> Through a little gas right, it'll, I'll fall out of the chair. I'm not stupid. But yeah, anything to embarrass the government and have, have that moron. That peacock goes in there and pulls her out. Yeah. It's going to be hilarious. Hilarious. And that's Putin just puppeteering our entire system. If Dennis goes in and pulls her out of there, it would be You know what you can hilarious. have? Hilarious. Yeah, oh, it would be a Take riot. It's going to be a riot. Because he, you know, look, he did, when he went over to North Korea, he got a lot more done than people thought. Like, he opened up some dialogue. It didn't. And who knows what, what we were able to get I don't on know. top of him over there. I don't think much of anything outside of it's possible. You know, and, and find out whole, how serious you know well, some of the stuff is that they have. You yeah. know, as far as our whole arms length thing with them, yeah. like we're never going to talk to you. Is there's no possible solution if that's the case? Now he's nuts, and so is Rodman. So you put him in the same room. I don't think you're getting much out of it. But the fact is, it's possible. The bridge can be built. A crazy bridge can be built, and then you keep an eye on that bridge. That's, is he going to bring an all-star team with him? Oh, I hope. I hope he gets like five prisoners out accidentally. Oh, it's it's yeah. The reason Biden does not want him over there is because he's the first day. He's just going to have he'll be carrying her bags. He'll be walking on a private jet, heading to London. It's going to be easy. His call to oh, Eric Jack. Sleepy Floyd yeah. from Georgetown. Yeah, Sleepy, I need you. <laughs> he brings his all-star team, puts a game together. Brittany's the center, and then they just leave together. Uh, it could happen. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, the world's gone bonkers. Uh, and also, I have to say this. Uh, uh, I, I'm, pr- I'm almost positive Brady watched it because Brady watches a lot of television. Uh, that new uh, movie Ron Howard did about the kids trapped in the well. You haven't seen I, that yet? I watched the documentary on oh Disney+. Oh, my Plus. God. It's Watch amazing. the movie, which I know the ending to. Ron Howard has an am- amazing he, ability yeah. to make a movie about things I know how they end. And still have me on the edge of my seat. Apollo 13, 
I knew all three of those astronauts lived. And I was just at the theater like, ah, I can't take this, anxious. And I'm like, I know they live. This movie about these soccer kids in Thailand that get trapped in the cave with their coach. Yeah. Have you seen it? I am, um, no. It's unbelievable. Well, the movie I mean, is unbelievable. The story is incredible. The Disney Plus, the way they did the... I'm, I'm sure. Because like, they put that out just before the movie. I'm like, I don't know if I'll be able to get through the movie. Watch the movie. Yeah. Because it's tense. And the, and the video footage they did in that makes you feel like you're trapped in there, too. It is unreal how good that was. It's two and a half hours, and I can't sit through oh, two man. and a half. I'm same. I saw it, and I'm like, I don't know. But since there's absolutely nothing on TV. It's an amazing story. I it couldn't is. believe what I was looking at. And to tell the story that way, it is an amazing story. But I know the ending of it. So I shouldn't have any tension. It's so hard to make a movie about a story I know. And I know a documentary is one thing. You're like, ooh, how, but that'll, that'll just give me the info. This one does both documentary and storytelling and character building. It's, an, it's outstanding. I think he's going to win a ton of awards for this because I knew all those kids lived. I know all of them lived. I had no idea how they got them out of there, which is just spectacular, and I don't want to give the game away. Well, of course no, you can because it doesn't matter. It's winning the lottery. Yeah. They basically uh, kill them <laughs> and then drag them out. It's amazing. So, yeah, I spent last night, and I was up to like 1030 because it's forever. That movie is long. But it felt like it went fast. That's the first movie I've seen in a long time where I'm like, this is one of them award winners from whatever era. It's incredible. But yeah, Apollo 13. I remember going to Apollo 13 saying to myself, why do I want to go to this? I know these astronauts lived. I've been watching interviews with one of them. Like talking about the movie, about how they all came back. I'm like, what am I watching? This is going to be an e-. and I'm in the theater going, oh no, oh, you don't hit that button, Jim. You have no idea. That's the thing that Apollo 13, those other things that that went went through, what they went through to, in order sure. to execute everything. It's great storytelling, though. To to the entire world knows the ending, and you still make it suspenseful somehow. I, I can see where you can make it interesting, but suspenseful, impossible. <laughs> incredible it was uh it's one of those I, I got anxious to where i almost had to turn it off there were a few points where i'm like i can't take this i can't really? I, I can't take watching this. let alone and i knew everybody made it yeah 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 the thing that they're doing i mean yeah. they're claustrophobic but even before that when they they made the the time in which it takes them to get from the mouth of the cave to the kids is seven hours of swimming yeah and Patiently. then they gotta go back Oh, scuba swimming in, in, in like the tightest areas ever. Seven hours to get to them. Seven hours to get back. A bunch of kids. <laughs> That's what I said. I told a friend of mine who my friend Chris told me to watch it Fridays. You got to watch this thing. It's amazing. So I'm like, all right. And I didn't want to. And then yesterday rolled around and I texted him. I'm like, that was so tense. I said, if I was the first two that found him and I just swam through a cave for seven hours, realized I got a seven hour turnaround here. I'd have gotten there. Said, God damn it. They're all alive. I swam right back and go, sorry, we found them. They're dead. I would have never, <laughs> oh, they are. Yeah, we got to wait for this flood water to recede and we'll go get them. They'll be dead. And if, you know, m- miraculously a couple of them survived it, it would still be good. But I would have told everybody they're dead just to not swim for 14 oh, yeah. hours in a 24 hour day. Did you ever, I mean, talk about non helicoptering parents. <laughs> right. I, I was thinking the whole thing is like, right. oh, we're going to go hiking now. It's before the rain season. season yeah, it's monsoon show. But it came weeks. in early. It came I don't in know. That day. If, it, if it's. Nobody Within saw two it. weeks of a rain season, like don't go into the cave. But it rains every day there. It's the rainforest. But the monsoons weren't supposed to they be there. They know it, it well enough to sure. say. Sure, they could show up. But it was raining every day. It just caught them early. 
Again, though, I'd swim all that way. If I found kids in my backyard and were like, how long have you guys been missing? Three weeks. Jesus. All right. Let me go tell the authorities because I'm not walking all the way out here again. I'm sorry. I found the kids. They're dead. <laughs> what? There's no way. It, it's crazy. That it they, is crazy. Because you could see it even in the actors' faces. Viggo Mortensen plays the main guy, Diver, and he pops up and he looks at him like, ah, f- they're alive. <laughs> I don't think he wanted them to be alive because then it would have been easier to get them out. Being alive was the hardest part. Yep. Like, ugh. I wonder how many times rescuers find kids breathing. They're like, great. I got a long haul with this with, thing now. Do the gotta, Tony Soprano, yeah. plug his do- plug <laughs> yeah. the nose up. And- <laughs> right, yeah, you do the you Christopher Moltisanti, yep. and we yep. could save him, but it's going to be a lot of questions. <laughs> it's terrible to think that way, but man, when you watch that, just for the sake of the moviegoer, me, it, just because if that's what oh, they would have found, they probably would have gotten back out and just waited until the- right. That's why I would have told them they're yeah. dead. I would felt really bad about it for a while. But they're dead. They're not going to make it. Yeah, you get over it. Yeah, I didn't know him. <laughs> the best line in the movie is Viggo Mortensen is the main super elite diver, and he's back there, and he goes, uh, and when he gets the call to do it, he's like, uh, you're one of the only people I know that can do this, and he goes, I don't even like kids. Like, yeah. it's a great line. Like, he doesn't, uh, when I'm going to save a bunch of kids, I don't even want them. Yuck. Got no experience. Yeah, great. Yeah, Did they show nice. the real guys no. at the end of the film? Here's the reason why, and I, I thought that thing, too, because they were going to, like, all those tight kids yeah i'm like they showed the actors next to who the real i wouldn't have known the difference they all looked exactly the same anyway in the cave i'm looking at all well the, no i'm talking about the, the, the actual boys. guys from you know the, no, the I divers think, i think that would have been uh insensitive because then it would be, then it would have been exactly what i just said it's like they can tell the the anglos apart yeah but then you'd owed us the, the real kid pictures and come on that for the American movie going audience, these, that would have been impossible to figure out. If you'd see the guys in real life and say, these are the uh, ultimate cave divers. Yeah. Top of their- Oh, no. They look like you and me. Yeah. IT nerds. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, one of them was an IT guy. just good at diving. But they, they, I, I was convinced- Made I had, his own equipment. I had convinced myself at the end of the movie that they used the real kids from the soccer team, just so I didn't have to know what they looked like for real. We want you back in. <laughs> so reasonable. For me to assume that's them because, look, if you put the real soccer team with the kids who played the soccer team in the room, I don't even think they would know half of them. <laughs> that was a group of kids. When I'm like, and they gave them names and stuff, and I'm like, I still don't know which one is what. And, that's, and don't start because that's how Asian people tell me uh, they see us too. You get a room full of bald guys in here, they can't tell us apart. You get 13 Thai kids in a cave, and I'm supposed to learn names? Forget about it. I don't even know everybody's I, name in this building. And, oh. I don't know. I'll say that. I remember the Italian guy. He had that hair. <laughs> hey, that's, 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 that's the only one that stands out. There's a little sportly one. There's one with AIDS. There's the Italian. His name was Brett. <laughs> guy with a big head. Yeah, the bald dude. The I don't know. I'm going to get out of here. They're all dead. <laughs> I would be a bad rescue guy. Oof. I'd be tough. I wouldn't even like it. We're stuck. Look, if I was a firefighter, I admire firefighters because uh, if it weren't for cell phones, I'm sure this would happen more often. But every time it pours rain and they have to climb Camelback Mountain and get some idiot off there in his flip-flops, I'd put the suit on. I'd be like, they're dead. They're, we found them. They're dead. We can't get them down until tomorrow. I would never climb that mountain. Have you seen the equipment they got to haul up there to save some dummy? I wouldn't go into washes. They're dead. Like, but they're on the news. They're on the wheel. Forget it. Nope. You have to use some of the cool stuff, but... 
People trapped in their cars in floodwaters. I'd give that about two minutes. No, sorry, they died. I just saw them die. I can't get them. We'll, we'll get them out tomorrow. It's, I'm not flying around in this garbage, risking my life. But that's why I don't do that for a living. Yeah. It's a different, Snowstorm a different comes mindset. in. Yeah. If it was 9-11 and you saw me in a firefighter's outfit, you'd have seen the fastest firefighter running away from buildings you've ever seen. I'd have been out running people outside of the gear. Like, where's that firefighter going? I heard something's going on down here. He's fast. I'd outrun that thing. I'd have been in Hoboken before that. I'd have been standing there in New York FD on my hat in northern New Jersey on foot. I'd have made it to Washington Heights just to sing the song. It's just like, uh, I don't know, it was a year or two ago, but there was a documentary on it. They found one of the first guys that uh, went up Everest, Yeah, and they found his uh, partner. Hundred years after the fact, I'm like, okay, we got to find the second guy because he has the journal. Oh, they cool. sent a whole expedition up there to find, but they're talking about how they're just preserved and loads of them up there. Needle in a haystack. Yeah. Well, the, uh, global warming should reveal a few more. That's what they're hoping. Yeah, they're hoping for global warming on Everest so they can start finding people because they want to know. The whole thing was, did they make it to the top, or Why? were there so many people get to the top of that? It's not even impressive anymore. It would change uh, nothing. The history. Not one. They died. Didn't change anything. But the dude they yeah, found a hundred years later, yeah. everything's preserved on sure. the uh, He's frozen. He's in your freezer. He looks great. Yeah, I, it doesn't change a thing. So, yeah. like, yep, he's dead like we thought. Did he make it to the top? It looks like it, but then uh, didn't make it to the bottom. Made it to the top. Everybody, in the everybody dies coming back. Yeah. That's the one that's that's that what it is? The yep. descent is where oh. everybody croaks. Yeah. Or they don't even make it. Yeah. What do you mean, to the top? Yeah. Well, that wouldn't be the descent. Like on the last. But on the just before, correct? Yeah. But I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, there's some who die going up, but most people die coming back. That's where they get it. Which you know, I don't know why you want to go up on that thing anyway. You're bananas, not me. Waste of time. And again, Sherpas never get the credit for doing that three or four times a year. But some jackass with a few million dollars runs a sporting goods outfit. He's going to hike it once for fifty five thousand. The Sherpas are up and down that thing every day. I didn't realize they they were showing it the traffic. Oh, it's up a, that long. It's like a mile long yeah. trail of people. It's a mall. It's take, that big. They take that oh, many yeah. people. Oh, up I there. thought it was just like no. a handful no, here and I there. I thought it was constant. separate expeditions. Right, you know? hundreds. And you go time hundreds. Yeah, and they're flying up and down that thing like escalators. Idiots. There's the word we're searching for. Idiots. Yeah, that's better. But yeah, it's a uh, watch that movie. What's it called? Thirteen. 13 Lives 13 or something? 13 Lives, yeah. yeah. It's good. I, yeah, I kind of tuned out at two and a half hours. I'm like, I don't know about this I, When one, I but. hit pause to start, because I'm like, I was gonna, I'll get a drink. We'll get set up for the – and I hit pause, and I saw – hold on a tick. That's an awfully long line there. And I see the number at the end. I'm like, this thing's two and a half hours long. You're going to lose me in about 20 just knowing that. Like, I'm not if – I'm, if I'm not captured by this in the first 10 minutes, in the first 10 minutes they get you. They trapped those kids real fast, which is great. They didn't. You never not. You didn't have some buildup with families and kids and stuff. Those kids are in that cave within the first ten minutes, and they're done. And it's that's like, all right, I'm in. Kids in peril. Let's watch. <laughs> and I already knew, but man, oh man, was it good. I enjoyed the crap out of that. I'd watch it again. That's how good a two and a half hour movie. Damn. But na- but again, the anxiety. If you've got, like me, if you're like kind of a buzz person and you sit there, I couldn't take it. I'm like, I had to look away a few times. Like, I can't watch this. You can't help. You can't. It's just helpless and, and uh, claustrophobic. Well, it's being, uh, you know, and then being a parent 
and uh, picturing, oh, just if my kid went in, wandering over there with a team, yeah. what they're going through. Yeah, if you cram them in a cave, you kind of blame yourself. But yeah, the uh, the kids just decided after soccer practice to climb in a deep dark cave. Those kids are stupid. Yeah, like I don't know how far they went into that thing. It took seven miles to swim it out. Those guys were like a mile into the mountain. It's, it's nuts, but it's worth watching, especially because there's nothing on. <laughs> I can't watch any more documentaries. And, uh, stories I watching about DB Cooper's documentary. Is that good? It's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. I, I was searching last night for stuff after the after I watched Kyler you Murray call a few dude? plays. I don't know. I'm only two episodes in. There's yeah. two more. Have so you watched I gotta... it all? Not all of it. No. Yeah, I can't. I don't know. If... The D.B. Cooper story's been told so many times. I know. I know. It's kind of like... I and they know. even say that. They just, they show like all the different movies and stuff right. like that he's been in, and it's been like ridiculous. Yeah. Watch the watch the Trap Tie Kids. All right. And you know what made yeah, me... Yeah, but I'm it? not rooting for him to survive. Yeah, I mean, me neither. I don't even know how But wins. that's <laughs> even the fun part. Neither was I, and I was still like, all Too right. Too late. I was rooting for the divers to get out. Yeah. And there's some peril in that. Uh, make it a whole night and grab some Thai food. And make it a whole the whole thing. Your Thai evening, your <laughs> evening in Thailand. Have Toledo come over and give you some you know pointers on where things are. Lady boy, get a lady boy to come serve you at the end. That'd be interesting to see if any of them turn into lady boys after the whole thing was over with. <laughs> yeah, like, where are they that. now? Yeah. <laughs> what happened to the kids in the cave? Eight of them are lady boys. <laughs> well, there is one that's going to be a lady boy because he was so little, none of the equipment fit his face. Oh, jeez. So to rig up a mask for him. Yeah. I'm like, that's a lady boy. That little fellow's not going to make it out. His name was Arm. I knew that one because the little lady boy was named Arm, which is a nickname for how big his dong looks on his <laughs> tiny body. Anyway, congratulations to those Thai kids. I'm glad you're free. Now make something of your life. Vigo's Oscar bound. It's pretty good. Colin Farrell and Vigo Mortensen are pretty darn good in this. Uh, the fun part about it is it's like we were talking. I'm like, man. These kids better make something of all thirteen of those people in that cave. Better make something of their lives. Like if any of them become drug addicts or lady boys or something like that, and uh, you, like you get a free pass to hit them in the back of the head with an oar if you're one of those divers. Because if any of those kids dick off or do something stupid and are just or have the nerve to be back in the cave, look, you have the nerve to be poor or like you know needy. After that, all you got to do is write one book and be good at it. Yeah, if any of those kids are, are don't succeed in life, the divers get, a, get, get to put them back. <laughs> they get to dive them right back in there. Because they better be pretty grateful of what just happened for an entire – I mean, it's amazing. I'm getting my stomach spinning thinking about a couple of those scenes. It's great. Uh, and let's get a wake-up song, shall we? A good one. 585-9800. We'll start this day off perfect. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.